0: Welcome
1: back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture movies and TV shows. My name's Sam and with me, as always, is my ginger partner in crime, Chris.
0: I was hoping that was going to give me a clue of what this episode is about. Also, you remembered to introduce yourself. I know. Well, that's just because
1: we're doing like a double bill of episodes because we're having to record in advance. So we're actually banking this episode for uh two weeks in advance because you're going to be very busy moving house and also you're going away and having a bit of a well-deserved
0: de- break oh. after doing that for the first time <laughs> yeah so when this podcast launches i'll be down south i'll be moving into two houses in one week i'll be moving into my house and then into this rental house that we've got down south so that's pretty crazy so that's what i'm doing right now when you're listening to this ah oh, crazy man it's gonna be good but anyway
1: right now you're going to be halfway through that and enjoying yourself and yeah. you won't have to think about doing a podcast for like 3 weeks because <laughs> we're actually only pre-recording two episodes and then i've i've been left to figure out what i'm going to do for the third episode so
0: yeah um yeah uh, we could have maybe tried on a third one tonight, but I think it would have just been low quality and we wouldn't have had anything planned. Yeah, so exactly. So it might be better off either take a week or you find another co-host for a week. I'll let I'll let you replace me for a week. We can get one of our mates in.
1: And... Oh God, right. We'll have to figure it
0: out. Well, Or that, you do a that's... solo episode, you just talk to yourself for an hour. <laughs>
1: well, this was a joke that I had with someone before saying that I should just record a whole episode talking about something and then pitch myself lower and then just re-record myself over myself, and then just chime
0: in every now and then. (laughs) (laughs) So you have a conversation with yourself. Yeah. You do an American pickle on it. You can tell I'm struggling,
1: I'm really worrying about this week (laughs) number three while you're away, because I'm talking to everyone like, I need a couple of ideas, and... People are, like I've, I've spoken to a couple of people that I won't uh, tell you who I've spoken to yet because I not want to ruin it for listeners, and they're all a little Scandals. bit reluctant to come on. But here we go.
0: Oh, wow. Thanks, guys. No. Thanks, friends of no. ours, if you're reluctant to come on to our podcast. No, because they've never done a podcast,
1: and they don't, oh, okay. they're not the kind of people that talk very nerdy about things like me and you. So I was okay. like, uh, I need to figure something out. But here we are. I'm sure next week's episode is going to be a banger.
0: Yeah. I have faith in you. Anyway, I don't know what this week's episode is about. Sam, do you want to drop it on me what we're talking about for oh, the next
1: well, however many minutes? I was just about to pass it over to you, Chris, and you were going to introduce what this episode is about. <laughs> 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 yeah, see what I did there? I'm going to do uh,
0: that. In- <laughs> Ah, you got me.
1: I'll do that next week with whoever I get. On the
0: <laughs> Hello, random, strange, I pulled off the street. What do you want to talk about on this week's episode of Get Real? <laughs>
1: I'm just, I'm just talk some randomer off the street and just put them in front of a microphone and been like, right, what do you want to talk about? And it's like, oh, uh. maybe that
0: could be your thing. I know you're not meant to get close to people. Maybe you could buy like one of those comedically long, like stick microphones that you see on TV shows. Oh, like and you I'm... walk around the street streets and you're just there like so what's your favorite film jimmy oh, it's,
1: it's <laughs> like what you see all the news reporters using at the moment yeah yeah so it's funny because listeners are actually going to know what this is about before you do at this point so i'm gonna go and tell you this is a uh, an article i found on looper today about potentially huge movies that never happened
0: oh oh okay <laughs> So okay.
1: I've got a list of movies that we can talk through. Some you'll be familiar with, some you won't, and I'll have to give you a bit of a, ha- a bit of a context on it. But I thought this was a little bit of a fun old topic to talk about in terms of we've got a lot of films that were meant to be coming out that aren't happening right now. And yeah, so uh, we'll talk about some films that should have happened. It's a bit of an old article. I think it's from about um let me check it's from about well hang on no it was done in 2016 and then updated april 20th so no oh. someone's been uh managing this article very good at
0: looper props to you <laughs> so, okay right so are you ready yeah Laylee zombie and i'll I'll try and formulate some ideas on the fly, man. Okay,
1: right. So I'm going to give you the title of the film and then I'm going to give you a little bit of concept because these context, sorry, because all of these should have happened. So obviously there's a bit of a story as to why they didn't. So uh, the first one is Gladiator 2. Okay. So, despite R- Russell Crowe's character was inconveniently dead at the end of the first movie, <laughs> <laughs> uh, both Russell Crowe and Ridley Scott uh, commissioned a script f- uh, for a sequel... Um, it would have seen Russell Crowe's Maximus jumping through time as an immortal war zombie, oh. participating in battles throughout history. The studio... Nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm calling bullshit on this. No, it... Calling <laughs> bullshit on this straight up. <laughs>
1: it says, it says, the studio wasn't too enthusiastic, however, the project never left the page.
0: I'm calling bullshit on that. Do you know what? I was literally about to chime in and say I was literally about to say, "What does he come back as a fucking zombie or something?" <laughs> and he
1: fights through uh, battles throughout history. So you'll get Russell Crowe um, fighting in World War works. One, World War Two.
0: I don't, I don't doubt that Ridley Scott and Russell Crowe wanted to follow it up, but it would have been a prequel if they were going to do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously. I mean, could you like, imagine taking. I think a... it's
0: absolute horseshit that it was meant to be a time traveling gladiator film.
1: <laughs> I mean, could you t- imagine taking, like, a film as <laughs> treasured and sacred as Gladiator and then the
0: sequel being S- some. S- bad... such a straight laced, st- like, straight up no comedy film and being like, whoa, let's go on time travel. And
1: he's just traveling through dimensions like he's fucking Captain America or something like he's fucking
0: Bill and Ted yeah just fighting (laughs) off
1: like Genghis Khan and I don't know I don't know why that was the first example
0: (laughs) but yeah it would have been it absolutely would have been it would have been World War 1 or 2 it would have been Genghis Khan it would have been fucking I don't know the War of the Roses or fucking the Spanish Armada or something invading England maybe Braveheart again
1: yeah, it's not even like I can find someone to blame for this article because it just says Looper Staff. So there you go. <laughs> no, no nobody wanted...
0: wanted to put the name to it. <laughs> yeah,
1: nobody wanted to take the responsibility for these stories.
0: So I mean... Gladiator 2, zombie boogaloo.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, you can go and fact check this afterwards and see whether it was right, but Chris is calling <laughs>
0: BS on this. <laughs> Hardcore BS. Do you know what? I did actually see an article... Uh, a couple of days ago that came out about a week ago about a potential gladiator sequel being in the works now Um following a couple of the characters that were left alive at the end of the first one. So if, he's the not,
1: if he's not an immortal boar zombie, it's a no from him. <laughs> B- Give C- me Russell Crowe zombie time travel or nothing. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Right. Would you
0: imagine Russell Crowe at his age now being a zombie gladiator?
1: Maybe. Maybe. What's that new film he's in? Uh,
0: Angry Man in Car. (laughs) (laughs) Falling Down Part 2. What what is it? Psychopathic (laughs) Boogaloo. I can't get electric (laughs) boogaloo out of my head today.
1: Oh, God. What is it? I like how you just called it Angry Man in Car. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's all it is. It's uh, just falling down again. Is all it is. Why is it so high? I can't to find remember. We episode. we did an episode. It'll be in the notes somewhere from Unhinged. Like a couple weeks ago. Unhinged. There you go.
1: Maybe Unhinged Russell Crowe is Gladiator Russell Crowe. Maybe he's Maximus, <gasps> and maybe this is his most recent battle that he's
0: having it's, with a It's a secret sequel. It's a it, spiritual successor, as they say.
1: He's met his match with a middle-aged woman with a kid in his <laughs>
0: My name is Maximus Desperus Meridius, and you just cut me off on the freeway. And all I want you to do is say sorry. In this life or the next, I will have my vengeance. Yeah, I think I think was Jemaine uh, Hun, Hun, Huns, Hunsu. You clearly you clearly
1: Googled something, and you're trying to read the name off Google. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's the guy that was in Guardians of the Galaxy as the like leader of the crease um, Strike Force that was hunting down Star Lord. Okay. Um, he had the, like the implants in his head. He's in everything, man. Like uh, the, the let me just click on his name. What else was he in? Blood Diamond, Guardians of the Galaxy, Amstrad, Captain Marvel. He reprised his role in it. Um, I'll send you. I'll send you his face so you know who he is. <laughs> okay. I'll send you his face. Uh, I think his character was left alive at the end of Gladiator. I'm struggling to remember now. Um I Chris, believe that's where what, the why were. why
1: is why is a face just arrived from my mailbox? What's going on
0: here? <laughs> I literally <laughs> just posted a face through Sam's mailbox oh,
1: oh I know who you mean yes. yeah I butchered his name but yeah. i on mean, I mean, no st- stop it we know who you mean yeah <laughs> it was he was the wiz- <laughs> he was also the wizard in shazam
0: that's yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in everything. He's so good. Was <laughs> um, he in Gladiator? Yeah. He was in Gladiator. Okay. And I think he was left alive at the end of it. Okay. Interesting. Um, he's literally, he's in so many films. I was just looking through his IMDb. Constantine, Legend
1: everything. of Tarzan, Fast and Furious. He's in The
0: King's Man. We talked about him last week. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, two weeks ago. Sorry. <gasps> last week for us. Yeah, you got to remember we're recording in advance here. In the future! Stop trying to have break. we got
0: flying cars by the time this episode comes out? <laughs> Stop trying to
1: break the fourth wall.
0: <laughs> anyway, what's the next BS film that they've got on this list? <laughs>
1: We're off to a good start, aren't we? I've picked a cracking article here. And okay, do you want
0: to know a film sequel that did happen, which shouldn't have, which no, went straight to DVD? Because that's not Book the point. Titanic of- 2 Jack Returns is an actual film. That's not that's not the plot
1: of this episode.
0: <laughs> okay, I just wanted everybody else to know how painful it is to know that Jack returned as a zombie in Titanic 2.
1: Okay, I'm going to give you a hint for the next uh, film <laughs> that was a huge movie that, nev- that apparently never happened. Okay. It could be happening. It actually is happening, to be
0: fair, now. The is news... it triplets? What? Sorry? Is it triplets? No. sorry. Starring... Arnold Schwarzenegger Danny DeVito and Eddie Murphy no let me give you a hint okay
1: <sighs>
0: hurry on I was enjoying that oh it's Halo <laughs> Yeah. That's uh, that's it, yeah. So That's what I was waiting for you to get to so I could join in with you. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: yeah, so that's the one. So with a plot worthy of a summer action flick, Halo is one of the best popular video game franchises around the world. It's no surprise that in 2005, uh, Universal and 20th Century pushed forward with a big screen adaptation with Lord of the Rings mastermind Peter Jackson and District 9 writer-director Neil Blomkamp became... Yeah. The executive producer and director, after five months of pre-production, spiraling costs and unhappy execs,
0: they shut the whole thing down. I remember hearing so much about this, and I was so excited for it. I couldn't remember; I was trying to like pick it up from the back of my head, obviously because it's been thirteen years um, or however long it's been since it was last talked about. Like mm. I was trying to remember if it was James Cameron or whether it's Peter Jackson that was uh, on board with this. But I think that would have been really cool, man.
1: Yeah, they just ended up sticking. Jackson
0: coming off the fucking Lord of the Rings trilogy.
1: Yeah. Would have been really good. And the thing is you could have had such like a big universe around it.
0: Yeah. Didn't we have some sort of early casting rumors of who was going to voice Master Chief as well?
1: We did. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, there is a more confirmed Halo film happening now, which is more recent news.
0: Yeah. But they I'm did I ma- think
1: they did mainly stick to their um kind of middle budget cost um like TV short series, didn't they?
0: So yeah, had... they did forward onto Dawn and whatever the other ones were.
1: Yeah, and also they, they invested a lot into just like the game trailers and stuff, didn't they? Mhm. And I think that's yeah, why the live action were so ones hyped. that they did. Yeah, people were so hyped on having um like a live action movie after seeing some of the live action trailers and it just never happened.
0: Yeah, remember the one uh, where you've got like the warthog and the like pinned up against a wall, and the brutes are coming after him and stuff like that. Yeah, it was. I like remember fairly, that one.
1: um showing off the brutes, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I think yeah. that was. A, I think that was a Halo Three trailer. That one.
1: I reckon that really holds up. You know, if we went back and watched it.
0: Yeah, definitely. I can't think who was in talks to play Master Chief back then. It's just not coming to me. He ain't calling Actually, BS on this one. No, because we all knew this was meant to be happening, right? Okay.
1: Well, this is your this is this rank-
0: is a zombie fucking master chief going through time and space. <laughs> Immortal. You don't take such you don't take such a grounded fucking film like Gladiator. It's like t- taking fucking Saving Private Ryan and saying, "Oh, fucking Tom Hanks was meant to come back as a zombie and fight in World War Three
1: <laughs> Immortal Spartan War Zombie in a warthog. <laughs>
0: Uh, Anyway, anyway. Yeah, uh, I would love to see... Like, I'm still... Like whenever a Halo film comes out, you're so me, so me first in line for that. Maybe
1: when we're old happened. and crooked, we'll finally see the Halo film.
0: We'll take our gra- great grandchildren to see it.
1: No, they'll take Back us. They'll, my they'll take us to see it. That's the way it'll work.
0: We'll be pissing ourselves in a wheelchair in the cinema. That's <laughs> <laughs> if we survive this pandemic, anyway. You see the energy <laughs> sword
1: light up, and we just pee ourselves from old age.
0: <laughs> Goodness you see me. Master Chief on the screen for the first time. We're like, I'm just shit my show
1: <laughs> you hear the cortana and you're like <laughs> oh <laughs> um right okay yeah so the next one on this Direc- list.
0: wait wait last one quick thing about that i think whenever they do a halo film i think when they release the blu-ray version of it they should do special features but instead of like an audio commentary you can put on like the skulls from halo to so, oh, like you put on a yeah. version of like all the grunts that have like exploding exploding confetti heads and shit like that. And then
1: there's a there's a there's a mode that it has like AR built into it and yeah. AI built into it and every time you blink it like hits you with a negative modifier because that's <laughs> that's how annoying the skulls were in the Halo yeah. games.
0: I just remember the grunt head exploding ones. Yeah If this if the <laughs> Halo film every time your
1: doesn't end with a Warthog scene. With platforms dropping, I'd be very disappointed.
0: Ugh. Would you want it to be based off one of the games or an all new story? Uh, or a continuation after the games?
1: I don't know, because the thing is is you're gonna have to have Master Chief, aren't you? You're gonna have to have Spartan 117, if that's right.
0: Yeah. Um Well, so- that's another thing I was about to say. Would you want to see the main series, or maybe like an ODST or a Halo Reach. I think Halo Reach would be a really cool film.
1: Yeah, you know what? That would probably be really cool. But do something similar to Reach where you create your own team of Spartans, but the the yeah. premise is pretty much the same. And then you could always reintroduce Master Chief into it.
0: I'm imagining sort of like uh, Dirty Dozen, Guardians of the Galaxy type thing mixed with like Fury type. Yeah, I feel that based around reach or something
1: so you're not calling bs on this one no okay you might call bs on the next one (laughs) okay so the next one on the list is beetlejuice goes hawaiian
0: (laughs) so was this meant to come out like in the 80s after the first one or is this the long rumored like Beetlejuice sequel that's been apparently in the works for the last few years. So let
1: me give you a rundown of uh, Looper's Looper's, uh, two cents on this. So in 1988, director Tim Burton found box office gold in an unlikely place with Beetlejuice. Uh, It was completely weird and a smash hit. A Hawaii-set sequel entered development, flying in the face of the obvious fact that it would be too hard to recapture the magic that made the original so memorable. Burton and Keaton went on to collaborate on Batman and Batman Returns, moving further away from making Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian a reality. The project ultimately withered on the vine, but rumours of a sequel have continued to persist.
0: Okay, so this was back in the day, like straight after the original one, is apparently when this was going to happen. Do you know what? I could entirely see this one happening. I don't think this one is as much BS. Like... This feels like where the idea for Ace Ventura 2 came from or something like that.
1: (laughs) It sounds to me like the start of a joke. It's like Tim Burton and Michael Keaton walk into a bar and then what comes out is Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. Do
0: you know what it does feel like? Um, Have you seen... um, which I think it's um, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I believe it is. Um, is that the one where you get Goodwill Hunting two hunting okay. season, <laughs> and yeah. you've got you've got Matt Damon and um, Ben Affleck like reprising their roles in a fake sequel to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah that's yeah. what this feels like. Is it feels like something from a spoof film?
1: Yeah, it feels like it'd just be like totally released like sometime now, and it'd just be like yeah. a total joke film.
0: Yeah. Like I back then I could definitely see it going on like like I'm saying with like all these like Jim Carrey comedy films which always had like weird sequels to and stuff. hmm Like it could have definitely have happened. And I think Beetlejuice could have made something funny out of it. I don't think it would have been I think it would have been quite funny seeing the Beetlejuice universe, but then with a Hawaiian flair to it. So it's like all this dark, cryptic Tim Burton imagery, but in Hawaii.
1: Yeah, it it wouldn't really work, I guess, would it? Uh,
0: I, I think they could make it work, and I think that would be the joke of it, is how it shouldn't work.
1: Mm. A scummy ghost on a Hawaiian vacation. <laughs> so you're like, not calling BS?
0: Um... I don't think it is necessarily 100% true but I'm, it's not as far-fetched like that Gladiator one was so BS that like all these other ones are like eh, potentially <laughs> <laughs> like like this seems like something that Tim Burton would have thrown out to a studio even if he didn't think it was going to work. Okay, that's fair enough.
1: Shall I move on to the next one?
0: Yeah, go on. Have you seen? Uh, do you like Juice? I don't think it's a film that we've ever discussed together no, in all our friendship. No, it's not.
1: I've seen. I, I remember watching it ages ago, and ages and ages and ages ago. But I was probably too young to really now recall it. Um yeah. But yeah, no, it's a it's a classic, isn't it? It's just one uh, of those yeah. things.
0: I think we should definitely watch juice together at some point. Yeah,
1: defo. When the uh, when we're allowed to, when it's safe to do so. Well, we can, yeah. we can, but it's just we gotta do it two meters apart.
0: We'll have a we'll have a movie night sometime when I'm settled in. Sorry,
1: it's it's one meter apart with uh, mitigating. Yeah, we'll, we'll sit on opposite right
0: sides of the room. Yeah, yeah,
1: we gotta have like a perspex screen between us. <laughs> Make it safe for the workplace. You know how it yeah. is. Right, the next one you're actually going to really dig. So okay. Sandman and yes it's the Sandman that you're thinking of <laughs> okay so I'll give is you a... it, is
0: this is this the Joseph Gordon love it version
1: yeah so I'll give you a quick lowdown so Neil Gaiman's epic Sandman comic series started its journey to the big screen in 1996 Uh, with screenwriter after screenwriter taking new and different cracks at it. Years later, nothing much has happened with the film. In early 2016, Long Attached star Joseph Gordon-Levitt bolted the project, but every so often, new reports filter out of Hollywood, claiming it's still in some stage of active development. It's probably not much more than a dream,
0: though. Okay, so apparently we had news of this last year that a new um, project is in the works for it at... Netflix, but I believe it's... Although it wouldn't be Netflix at this point, because now HBO Max probably owns the rights to it through Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. because it's a Vertigo comic, which means it's part of the DC Universe, so it would go on to DC Universe, or it would go on to HBO Max. Either way, there's a series apparently in development for it. Yeah. I... I would have loved to see the Joseph Gordon-Levitt version of this. I think he was so perfect in the role of, of Morpheus. So what's the, I think he would be what's so the premise at-
1: of Sandman? Because I know you tried to explain it to me once, but
0: I didn't quite understand it at the time. Okay. So it starts off um, that people have been in a coma. They've been uh, stuck in sleep for like 30 odd years or something like that. And you you find out it's because the Sandman does exist and all these like high concept versions of like life death um dream and stuff like that so his other name is dream so he is like the embodiment of sleep and dream and everything like this he is the sandman he is morpheus um so he has been kidnapped by a guy who wanted to take his magical power and stuff like that and essentially live forever and never have to sleep and all this sort of stuff so there's like people ne- not been able to sleep there's been people stuck never being able to wake up and stuff like that and then basically all these different we follow morpheus and all these different journeys it's like he he talks to his sister death that's a really great issue of the comic book he interacts with constantine in the first volume of the graphic novel like compilations of it as well and he just takes like debtor trips through like the dream world and hell and all this sort of stuff it's just like high concepts like psychedelic fantasy essentially or following dreams.
1: And interesting.
0: I remember you yeah. trying
1: to explain this to me ages ago, but I feel like I've I've got a better understanding of it now.
0: It it's something that when you try to explain it, it doesn't really come across until you you sit there and you read it and you see this trippy imagery. Um and like the the writing is fantastic. Neil Gaiman is my all time favourite writer. Mm-hmm. Um I love his novels and I love his sandman series and his comic books he actually wrote i think the version that the eternals is being based off he wrote a graphic novel of the eternals that's pretty cool. um he's phenomenal and the way he just writes this character and the worlds is just it just grabs you you just want to read more and more and more and then finally i think it was probably about five years ago now he came back to the series and finished it off with sandman overture which then brings the whole series into a big old time loop as well. So it it's a sequel to like like the story carries on from where the last one's left off, but then it loops back round to him being captured at the end of it by this guy. Because obviously, like dreams and all this sort of stuff exist out of time and space. So it's all like one big sort of cosmic loop type thing.
1: So I assume you're not calling BS.
0: No, because I I knew all about this. Like the Joseph Gordon Levitt version was like Kept like getting like new directors attached. He was going to direct at one point. I think he had a hand in writing it because Joseph Gordon-Levitt really believed in this project. Mm-hmm. And oh man, it would have been so good to see his version of it. I don't yeah. know who they could cast that would nail it as much as him. Yeah, because I feel like it is totally up his street, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I can't think. I can't think who else I would cast in the role. It needs to be that sort of actor that can like stretch like that. Maybe a Jake Gyllenhaal as well would be really fucking good. Yeah, as well. I'd say. But Jake he wouldn't Gyllenhaal do a probably, series like that. Yeah. If Heath Ledger was still alive as well.
1: Yeah, Defo. What about a um? What's his What's his name? Vision in uh. Uh, Paul Bettany. What
0: about like a Paul Bettany type? Maybe Paul Bettany could maybe. I think Paul Bettany would make. Like embodies some of the other characters really well from the series, like some of like the ones that don't quite look human almost. I think he would embody them really well because he does that sort of like uncanny valley, like humanoid but not quite human stuff really well. Mm -hmm. Cool. I'm I'm picturing like Paul Bettany in The Da Vinci Code, you know, where he's like really pale and he's got like Uh, bald head and stuff like that, like like a version of that, but then like he transforms into like a creepy. Dream Demon type thing as well.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Right, next one. Now, this one shouldn't come as much of a surprise. Um, What happens when you get a Venn diagram, Chris? (laughs) (laughs) On one side, you put a spider. And on the other (laughs) side, you put a rhino. (laughs)
0: I I thought you were going to say you put a spider and you put a man (laughs) and you get (laughs) Spider-Man 4. (laughs) Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4 is the way I thought you were going with that. A spider and a rhino... I don't know, Spy Kids to the Lost Island. No,
1: you you were on the right track. It's the Amazing Spider-Man three because the Amazing oh, Spider-Man okay, two okay. ends with uh, Rhino at the end, doesn't it? So
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I did. I thought of that scene in my head, but I just didn't think to mention it. I went for Sam Raimi's Spider-Man four because that was the one that everybody talks about. Is the cancelled sequel?
1: So yeah, it ended on a real cliffhanger. This film didn't it? Like yeah. It was like don't here's think it your new ended villain.
0: Ended on a cliffhanger. I think the cliffhanger came halfway through the fucking film when they revealed the Sinister Six setup.
1: Yeah, literally. Yeah, because you go through all the um, at the bottom of the Oscorp building, don't you?
0: Yeah, because they they were trying to launch like so many franchises off this because this was when it was just Sony, wasn't it? So mm. they wanted a Sinister Six film. They wanted the Venom film. Uh, they wanted Green uh, well, Green Goblin was be- going to be part of that. So Spider Man three. Sinister Six, Silver Sable, um, Black Cat, and uh, something else. They were well, trying to do a fucking shit. The,
1: the next film on this list was also Sinister Six, so we may as well bang them into the same yeah. little bit, little section. So, yeah, they introduced Paul Giamatti as Rhino, Jamie Foxx as Electro, and Dane DeHaan as the Green Goblin. Uh, kind of lukewarm, to be fair. Um, but obviously the Sony struck a deal with Marvel where they could bring a standalone Spider-Man uh, into the MCU. But that would obviously mean that Marvel would then want to redo the Spider-Man with, with them in collaboration, which is what we got with Tom Holland. Yeah. So obviously it left the amazing Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man a little bit in the in the dust behind it that settled. Yeah. And we... Unfortunately, you know what? I thought Andrew Garfield was a really, really good Spider-Man. I thought he was a good Peter Parker. Because it was like, you casted someone like Tobey Maguire, who was obviously a lot older than the role he was playing. But Andrew Garfield, in comparison, was a good setup for a Peter Parker.
0: They weren't that far away in age. He just looked a bit younger. To be honest, I don't think he was a great Peter Parker. I think he was a good Spider-Man.
1: The Spider-Man outfits were pretty
0: good. I don't think he was a great Peter Parker, because... Like, he wasn't, like, the shy, nerdy guy. Like, he just seemed a bit too... Like, he was just off doing fucking ollies on his skateboard all the time type thing. Like, he wasn't, like, the everyman nerdy sort of Peter Parker character. He was, he was a bit too cool and hip all the time. Like, he was. they tried to make him seem like a nerd, but he just wasn't.
1: Yeah, I think maybe because of the Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi Spider-Man. I feel like, obviously, he tailed off quite heavily in Spider-Man 2 and 3. Um, no, Spider Man
0: 2 was fantastic. Spider-Man sorry, three. <laughs> sorry. yeah, Spider
1: Man 3. Uh, yeah. I got confused of which one was um, the Venom. And that's, yeah. yeah, that's definitely three because. Yeah, Dark that Hark was all
0: in, in one two. film, believe it or not. Three villains in one film.
1: Yeah, it, that's where I get lost. But yeah, yeah, I, I take that back. Spider Man 2 it is really good. But Spider Man 3 was where it tails off. And yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe because of having that. And then when I remember watching Amazing Spider Man 1. I was like, oh, they've fixed it. But it was like, whoa. I mean, the lizard was okay, but for some reason, I just felt like with these amazing Spider-Man films, they really dropped the ball on the villains. Like, the lizard was cool, but I didn't like the look of the lizard. Like, the face just looked really weird. Like, a really strange choice for... Yeah, it's
0: a bit too humanoid, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and then you got Jamie Foxx's Electro, which was just, just odd. Like, I... I I don't know, I just didn't didn't really think it was that good
0: I think the biggest thing as well was the marketing campaigns for both these films ruined all the best beats of these films Mm. like I think we even at one point may have got a glimpse of uh, Gwen Stacy falling in the Spider-Man 2 trailer and we all knew where that was going to lead in the end Yeah. Like, they just bloated Spider-Man 2 just to try and launch off into all these different franchises. So we had Green Goblin appear, and that version of Green Goblin looked horrible. Like, Dean DeHaan's a great actor, but even he couldn't save that role. No. Uh, Jamie Jamie Lee Fox's Electro was just bad. Like, we saw the final set piece that goes down at the power plant Like in the very first trailer. It showed us that entire fight. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they tried to do the whole Gwen Stacy breaking up with him thing, and then her getting killed at the end of it. Spoiler alert for a film. Also, it's weird to think that this film came out less than two years before we got Tom Holland.
1: Yeah, that is really weird. There, there actually. was
0: less than two years between these two events. Like Civil War was so long ago now, but it feels so recent still. Yeah, that's that's actually really weird. <laughs> yeah, once somebody points it out, you're like, oh shit! Man. <laughs> like Civil War happened a long time ago.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah. Wait.
0: That's that's really <laughs>
1: that's really messed me up. Like yeah. I didn't realize a few more wrinkles have disappeared now. <laughs> like it's crazy. Um yeah. so yeah, like the fact we got Gwen Stacy instead of Mary Jane was a bit of a change.
0: Well the fact that they filmed an entire Mary Jane for that film and then cut her out entirely was even stranger. <laughs> Did you know that?
1: Nope. I'm learning so... as I go along.
0: Uh, Sh- uh, Shan uh, Shannon, uh, I can't remember how you pronounce her first name. Like Shannon Woodley from the Insurgents films. Oh, okay, was yeah. cast as Mary Jane, and she had an awful ginger wig. Um, but she shot like an entire portion of the film because they were meant to have like a love triangle thing. Mm. Um, to set her up to be obviously his girlfriend in the fir- uh, in the third one after Gwen Stacy passed away. The weird thing um, is,
1: is Emma Stone is naturally ginger anyway. So why not just why not just <laughs> let her be Mary Jane instead of changing her to Gwen Stacy?
0: Because they clearly, as soon as like they figured out we want to do a new thing, they wanted to separate themselves like from the Kirsten Dunst Mary Jane type thing. They wanted to be like, right, this is him younger, so we see his first girlfriend, and they probably figured, like, right, we're gonna do a trilogy of these and she's gonna die, and then we'll bring in MJ. Yeah. Like they probably knew that before they cast the first one.
1: Mm-hmm. But Emma
0: Stone is probably the best part of those films. Yeah,
1: I was about to say her Gwen Stacy was pretty good from what I can remember. Yeah. But she's pretty she's pretty solid. To be honest, Emma Stone's pretty solid in any film that she's in. Like La La Land and even Zombieland and stuff, she's pretty solid.
0: I always forget that Bryce Dallas Howard played um, Gwen Stacy in Spider-Man 3 because that was a thing in that film as well.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> was, was that suppl- she was in the <laughs> in the office building and then she gets saved, yeah, yeah. does not she?
0: Yeah. And Mary Jane gets really pissed that they do that, they do their special kiss. He hangs upside down.
1: Yeah. Which I, I mean that
0: is kind thing. of a dick move. That is a dick move. You don't you've got one like special thing that you use your powers for with your girlfriend and then you're like, "Oh yeah, screw it, I'll do it with this random other hottie on TV."
1: Well, that's, uh, that's the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man for you.
0: Talks, that's takes the third ten. one. Anyway, when he gets corrupted by the Venom's symbiote, And he goes, all <laughs> at me do a weird dance. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Such a meme.
0: Such a meme. Anyway, the next one.
1: The next one. So obviously we covered off Sinister Six as part of that. Really. Uh,
0: yeah, it, it never happened. But did anybody want to see that happen with that cast? No, thanks. <laughs> no, they definitely want
1: to see it happen with a new cast.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Keaton's a vulture. Tom Hardy's Venom. Sign me up.
1: <laughs> well, let's say it's that's potentially a film that may happen. Let's say yeah. they're definitely leading up to it. Right, the next film, which you'll be like, oh yeah, of course. Oh. <laughs> we spoke well, about this
0: all my life. Why didn't nobody tell me?
1: <laughs> so we spoke about the death of a certain character a while ago on the pod, a few episodes ago. What about? the aspect of that character living it's superman lives is this the it
0: is, this the, is the, it is the nick, nick cage, cage one. yes yeah <laughs> there's a, an incredible documentary been made about this film which like... is called
1: the death of superman lives isn't that the Ah,
0: yeah. oh, what was
1: one second because i don't want to
0: don't want to butcher his name i know who you mean the guy that made it yeah uh, do google do john google.
1: john schnapp was it john schnapp's uh
0: yeah i believe he was the one oh did he the
1: did he have a part in it maybe he didn't oh hang on no i'm just looking at the death of superman the death of superman lives yes that is yeah, john schnapp yeah rest yeah. in peace he was a member of the collider team wasn't he yeah yeah I lost him a few years ago sadly However, yeah, yeah, the yeah, so the the, yeah, there's a documentary all about this. The Death of Superman Lives also features Kevin Smith. Yep. Um, But yeah, so in a nutshell, Nick Cage was meant to be Superman.
0: If they were (laughs) going to do some weird ass like sci-fi trippy ass film, it was Tim Burton, wasn't it? Like, so it was going to be like the Tim Burton Batman films, but for Superman, and it was just weird. Like, I think. I think Nick Cage in the 90s wasn't the worst choice for this. I think he would have put his heart and soul into it, but I think it wouldn't have been Superman as people like it. It would have been a weird, elseworlds, trippy Superman. Yeah, like, so the, the Nick su- Cage loves Superman so much his kid is named Kal-El.
1: Mm. So yeah, the <laughs> the summary for this was going to be that it was going to have a screenplay from Kevin Smith with the direction from Tim Burton. Uh, It had the potential to be a world-changing hit or a monumental bomb. Uh, In 1996, Burton came on board and cast comic fan Nicolas Cage as Superman, an odd choice no matter which era of Nick Cage's performances you prefer. From there, new screenwriters monkeyed with the script, ideas went from bad to worse, and the whole project collapsed like a souffle. Uh, leaving the Man of Steel in cinematic limbo until Warner Brothers handed Zack Snyder the creative reins for the emerging DCEU.
0: Well, no, they missed out Superman Returns in between them with Brandon Ralph in it. Well, yeah, of course. Looper some... staff. <laughs> do, do do some research before you start writing articles. No wonder they didn't put a name to this. <laughs> Jesus. There was an actual Superman film came out between these, and then there was the George Miller's Justice League, which had a different Superman in there again. Yeah. So there was a big gap between this and the DCEU. <laughs> uh, I'll link this in
1: with um, Justice League Mortal as well, because that's also on this list.
0: Well, there you go then, yeah. F- I-, I think I remember seeing concept art of like, a space spider or something in this. Like woof like this would have been a weird film that I wish got made just so that we could watch it it's like that really weird horrible first fantastic four film yeah um that apparently didn't exist but there's bootleg copies of it out there it got made just so that they could keep the rights for it like it seems like that sort of be like z-list so it's like the japanese spider-man films that came out in the 70s <laughs> is what i think this would have it. been
1: You're referring to Justice League Mortal here, or
0: Superman Lives. Superman Lives. Yeah. Justice League Mortal seemed like a decent-ass film. (laughs) Yeah. From the casting and everything like that, but Superman Lives was weird. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely one of those weird ideas. Like In hindsight, you think about it now, and you're like, God, that would have been a strange film. Yeah, it would have been awful in in the best way. I just wish we could see Nicolas Cage's Superman.
1: Yeah, I feel like I wanted to see what they saw when they casted him. They must yeah. have saw
0: something. See the finished vision. Because like, all we get is like everybody's think pieces about concepts. And it's like, this is just some sort of fever dream type thing that you need to ride out type thing. Like, you need to just see whatever this is. He was going to get the black suit. He was going to get the black suit. Was he going to get a mullet? He already had... Well, he didn't have a mullet. He had long hair, didn't he? Even in the normal suit, we saw the concept art. Oh, well, not the concept art, the costume tests. Mm. It was like some weird, glossy, plastic-looking suit. And, yeah, strange.
1: So when we talk about Justice League Mortal, um, you, you want to give a little bit of a background on this?
0: Uh, This was George Miller of Mad Max fame. He wrote like a... I think it was a spec script and then started to cast his version of Justice League. It had Army Hammer in it, I believe, was who was he playing?
1: Uh, I'm just checking now, I'm just trying I to can't remember
0: it. the casting. I remember the casting being pretty good, but he had like Martian Manhunter, Superman, Green Lantern in there as well. Like he like was going all out with a like balls to the wall Justice League film that was meant to have a bit of a sort of darker edges, started to like yeah. play with like the god aspects of them I so believe.
1: so yeah army hammer as batman dj katrona as batman uh, megan as wonder woman adam brody is the flash and then you would yeah. have had maxwell lord as the villain um who would have been played by jay Burrichell.
0: okay so yeah adam brody went on to be in um shazam didn't he
1: Um, I can't remember who Adam Brody
0: is. He played the older version of... uh, Not Billy, Freddy. Oh, okay. Which is probably a nice little callback, because... Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I think he would have been really good as the flashback then, in in like the... I think it was 90210 he was on. It was either 90210 or or the OC he was on. Might have been the OC, actually. Yeah, so Um,
1: apparently in this film, what was meant to happen in the plot was... Um, give me one second. I think it was
0: the brother Eye plotline with Maxwell Lord. Yeah, think. so it
1: was meant to be Maxwell Lord. He created a load of cyborgs that were attacking uh, people, and they found out that Maxwell Lord's behind it. Maxwell Lord, who we're getting in Wonder Woman eighty four,
0: Pedro Pascal.
1: Yeah, that's quite exciting. Yeah. Um and then the f- the movie ends with the Flash sacrificing himself to kill Lord.
0: Yeah, so that was going to be like um, Crisis on Infinite Earths where he sort of like ran through the Speed Force until he disintegrated type thing. See, I don't
1: really quite understand the Maxwell Lord character because to me he just seems like a business guy in Wonder Woman 84, but I'm assuming he becomes a lot more than that.
0: So there's a few different versions of it. There's the depowered version that does help create Brother Eye, which is like a Skynet artificial intelligence thing. Which is, a, I think, where they were going with that story with the cyborgs and the AI and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's like a satellite network that surrounds the Earth and all this sort of stuff, and it knows everything about everyone from every bit of technology. Um, which I think, were we getting a cyborg in that in Justice League Mortal? Yeah, I well, think that might well, have been well, tied we'll... in together.
1: We were getting cyborgs. I don't know whether we were <laughs> getting a cyborg. Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um Yeah, so but there's also a version where he has psychic powers so he can mentally manipulate people. So he starts off as like this manipulative businessman using his like wealth to control the world and all that sort of stuff. And I think he tries to become the president at one point. Mm-hmm. Um But then in later versions, he comes back with super, uh, well, super villain powers, like superpowers, being able to mentally control people to bend to his will. Which way
1: do you think you're going with uh, Wonder Woman 84 with Petra and Pascal?
0: I think there's a chance we might get his uh, psychic abilities towards the end of the film because we've seen him messing with a weird rock and stuff like that. And it seems like he might be tied into Cheetah becoming the version of Cheetah that we know. So I'm not sure if maybe he's messing with elements outside of his control because he seems to be talking to someone almost like a a higher power as well. I think in one of the trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I don't know if maybe he's using like some sort of like alien m- material or something. Yeah. So I think maybe there's a chance we might get mental manipulation of it as well. Which think... is how he might be a foil to Diana being able to control her. Which might be what's going on with Steve. Maybe Steve's maybe not entirely there as we think he is. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe it's something put in um, Diana's mind. I went to call a gal then, because... <laughs> Diana and Gal Gadot are the same person. <laughs> to me, she is Wonder Woman. <laughs> it's so weird.
1: Like, I don't know whether it's because Pedro Pascal doesn't have a mustache or whether he just looks very, very strange <laughs> as Maxwell Lord, but it just seems like a. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm really happy that someone like Pedro yeah. Pascal gets this role. But it just seems like a really weird visual casting for someone like Maxwell Lord, like because he's you... got the
0: blonde wig as well, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, I think it's the weird thing of like seeing Pedro Pascal with like blonde hair. Then that's just yeah, really strange. Blonde
0: hair and no mustache. Like I feel like a mustachioed version of this villain would work really well, like twill his mustache. Yeah.
1: <laughs> cool, right? Okay, so that's Justice League Mortal and uh, Superman Lives. Uh I'm going to just pick another couple because this list is a bit extensive but we don't really need to cover all <laughs> pick of the
0: ones that are either totally BS or ones that you think we can talk about
1: well like. some of these aren't part of future like they're not sequels so I'm going to go with this one so Yellow Submarine was a film that was meant to be happening so, okay. nobody knows why Disney thought that remaking the Beatles' Yellow Submarine was a good idea, but director Robert Zamakis was the main creative force behind the movie. He has more than enough clout to get his way most of the time. Uh, instead of using traditional animation for the movie, Zemakis was going to use motion capture animation, which they employed for earlier efforts like the Polar Express. So, things go on and, on and on and on and on. Um. Although the Polar Express was successful, the mocap technology had come an awfully long way since the era of the uncanny uncanny valley effects that made it subtly uh, subtly p- off-putting for the audience. It's also extremely expensive. When Zamakis motion capture movie Mars Needs Moms tanked at the ba- box office, only making forty million of its one hundred and fifty million budget, Disney pulled the plug on Yellow Submarine. It's hard to guess how Yellow Submarine would have done in theatres with the resurgence of 60s pop culture icons and the Beatles' enduring popularity. Zamakis certainly had a potential audience, but it will likely never get to see him try and reach
0: it. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this because Yellow Submarine, I believe that's the animated version of the Beatles film, isn't it? We had A Hard Day's Night, was the live action film, and then we had Yellow Submarine, I think, was the animated one. Yeah. I think it's pretty timeless, the visuals in that. Mm hmm. It doesn't really need a remake, uh, but Robert Zemeckis, like, that guy is a genius when it comes to films, so, like, mm-hmm. there's a reason why Back to the Future is Back to the Future. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh,. F- I don't know i don't know how i feel about that like it doesn't need one but it could have worked but i reckon it you no know, i potentially... also i also i also think the reason that mars needs mums bombed was because disney didn't have much faith in it anyway so it didn't really get a hard push no I think it came out the same year as some other big films and it just sort of got swept under the rug i don't think it was the film's fault or robert zemeckis's fault
1: no i reckon it's something that would probably do better now with obviously all the biopics and stuff that we've been getting recently. Maybe something like that, but maybe a Beatles biopic, but it takes the you know, the storyline of Yellow Submarine maybe and intertwines it with
0: it. Oh, that'd be pretty trippy.
1: That'd be a pretty cool that way of doing a Beatles biopic.
0: That sounds like an idea that I've had for something else which might be a potential upcoming uh, episode idea, so I'm not going to divulge that now. But that sort of idea that you're playing with was sort of something that I was thinking of.
1: Oh, okay, we can chat about that after the pod.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Keep that, that. That that
0: that's does sound like an interesting thing that you're saying. Maybe merge a biopic with a thing. It just doesn't seem like Disney to make biopics, though. No, I mean they did. They did do Saving Mister Banks, didn't they? Yeah, but um, it's
1: like it would be a perfect. I mean, who's you know who's bigger than the Beatles? Really, like, and who's bigger than Disney? <laughs> I and mean, who's bigger than Disney? It's like, if Disney were to do a biopic, then you know, the Beatles is a perfect opportunity for them to do it, yeah. And while you've got such big, heavy concepts around the Beatles, you know, Strawberry Fields, and um, well,
0: that's what I was about to say, maybe Sergeant Pepper, like...
1: Lonely Hearts Club, you know, you've got a lot of visuals there that you could, and I'm thinking this because of Rocket Man. So, when you've seen Rocket Man and you see all the crazy. You know, stuff going on and the outfits and things like that, then you could really go to town on like having these trippy moments in like a Beatles. See, obviously, I know this film wasn't meant to be a biopic, it was meant to follow the Yellow Submarine story.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it's a perfect opportunity to turn it into a biopic.
0: So, this is uh, what I'm thinking now that you've sprung my memory on something. The Yellow Submarine came out when they were fucking heavy into lsd and stuff like that. that it's really trippy and if you try to do a biopic about the beatles you can't leave out heavy amounts of drug use and like the psychedelic nature of these albums that you just mentioned sergeant pepper and all them sort of you also can't
1: uh, with queen though and freddie mercury
0: but that's what i'm about to say disney didn't make these films like disney couldn't include psychedelic drug use and stuff like that they just couldn't do it. No, um, true, true. It would have to. It's a really cool concept that you're coming up with, but it would have to be like a gate or something like that.
1: Yeah, unless they. Um, uh, I mean, they've not they've not retcon death sticks yet. So,
0: <laughs> no, but like that's that's like a throwaway thing. You're not seeing active drug use in it, are you? No, and that's just an allegory for cigarettes. And like cigarettes aren't a major taboo thing that you. Like there's still Disney or Disney films with people smoking them and stuff like that. Yeah, I know, I know, I I get what you're saying, but it's it's a shame that to like uh, they they have to mask it in other things. Like Alice in Wonderland deals a lot with like drug use and stuff like that, but it's masked in like a fantasy sense type thing. Whereas if you try and do a biopic and you're going to be like, oh yeah, fucking. All right, I'm Ringo Starr. You want to do some LSD and then write Sergeant Pepper's? You know, like, like you can't put that in like a kids' film, like made by Disney. Like like I said, the idea is really cool. Just a different studio.
1: Yeah, it's just a shame that Disney aren't ballsy enough to make a move like that, especially no. when you know they're going to be making relatively relatively decent moves when it comes to things like you know bringing Deadpool into the MCU and things like that yeah but i guess we have to wait and see
0: you know uh, i know. mean if they just stuck to the yellow submarine stuff they can, they can skirt around the drug use of it um it just being like visually trippy which you could do sort of like wrinkle in time they released last year i think it was wrinkle in time like had a quite trippy imagery and stuff like that and you could do you could do stuff like that Mm -hmm. um with like that sort of like mo-capped but like have maybe 2d animated backgrounds in the middle of this like 3d animated world and stuff so you could skirt around it that way but you couldn't bring in the biopic drug use aspect of it Mm, yeah so it, it could have potentially been in the works it could have been a real thing at one point
1: disney we love to give you ideas (laughs) we do love to
0: give disney ideas don't we (laughs) we'd love to
1: i'd love to you know what i would personally given the opportunity i would take the credit for if this did well or if it bombed
0: i would say it's Uh, a good enough idea and i'd be like look go for it let's see what happens yeah i would go balls to the wall and make a trippy ass film even if it flopped yeah like mandy fucking Mandy the Nicolas Cage film that came out last year like I fucking wish I made that film it's so fucking trippy and bizarre and weird mm. like and loads of people hate it but I would just wish it was my film that I wish I had come up with something as bonkers as that yeah yeah for sure. okay if you got another cool one
1: uh, no I think that I think we'll wrap it up there mate it's been about an okay. hour, so we've gone through wow. uh, we've gone through a good decent amount of uh, amount of films that could have happened didn't happen kind of things so we'll wrap it up there for this week uh next week i'll be honest i haven't got a fucking clue what we're gonna cover (laughs) (laughs) you never know we could this could be the end of the podcast chris i might drop the ball while you're away and uh and just No,
0: even even if it is just like a one week skip it's only going to be a one week skip and then we'll be back at it yeah so it it is my fault just because i'm so busy but like life happens. <laughs> I'm sure I'll
1: figure out something. So stay tuned for this penultimate, and you'll be very—you'll be watching with an eager eye to see what comes out. I you're, will. I'll you're be not even gonna know. You're just gonna see it pop up on your feed. And you're gonna be. I'll just like, be
0: texting you every day. What the fuck are you doing with our podcast? What, what you, Sam? Sam, tell me what you've done. And I'll be like, Who's like this s- random stranger sat in my seat? How dare you? It'll be. How like, dare you stand where he stood?
1: <laughs> it'll be like the Sunday before, and you'll text me, and you'll be like, Have you done a podcast yet? And I'll be like, Not yet. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm going to do it live on Monday. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
0: I just I just referenced Harry Potter and I had to figure out what I was referencing. <laughs> you're like, you said
1: something and you're like, what did I just say?
0: Yeah, when I said, how dare you stand where he stood, I was like, what the fuck's that from? <laughs> like, it's so ingrained in my memory, that quote. And it's it's from um, Deathly Hallows when Snape stood there and Harry breaks his way back into Hogwarts. He's like, how dare you stand where he stood, talking about Dumbledore. Maybe, maybe
1: a Harry, P- oh, I couldn't do something like a Harry Potter episode without you, could I?
0: Yeah, you could do that. Like, mm. I like the Harry Potter films, but I'm, no, I'm in no rush to talk about them. Okay. Interesting. Leave or maybe me. you could do the Fantastic Beast films, because I haven't seen any of them and I don't really want to watch them. <laughs> I'll be honest with
1: you. <laughs> <So> <laughs> they I'll, just I'll, don't interest me. <laughs> I'll do an episode that you'll be happy not to involve be involved with.
0: Because uh, you've seen both of the Fantastic Beast films, haven't you? Uh,
1: I don't think I've seen the second one.
0: Okay, I remember you t- talking to me about the first one, though.
1: Maybe I should get my girlfriend on to do the set, to do the Fantastic Beast films.
0: Yeah, I think does Emily like the Harry Potter films in general?
1: Yeah, she does. Now I, 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 Harry Potter is a touchy subject for me because I can't really figure out which Harry Potter film is which because they all kind of blend into <laughs> they all kind of See, blend d- into one. I can't. Even I do you, know
0: Harry you know. Potter, but I do not have a clue about Fantastic Beasts. Where Fantastic Beasts, I could probably
1: yeah, I could probably <laughs> watch the second one and wing my way through the Fantastic Beasts anyway we'll see we'll see i think things could change this is recorded two weeks in advance so uh hopefully by then we'll have a bit more of an idea or you'll see an instagram story of me stressing because i don't know what i'm doing so so, (laughs) and it'll give you the evidence that chris is the glue that holds this podcast together so
0: (laughs) no i'm just the one that has the biggest gob and talks more often
1: (laughs) yeah you're the one with better comedic timing that's what it is
0: is it is that is that right (laughs)
1: take a compliment there you go i
0: will i will take it can, as much as i don't believe it i'll take it <laughs> right and that
1: finishes up for another week self-deprecating uh, you... humor <laughs> make sure you go and check us out on facebook instagram and twitter at get real pod uh head over there give us a follow give us a like give us a good old supportive gesture which will keep us going and keep us uh, doing the podcast i suppose <laughs> keep the lights on keep the light <laughs> i was gonna say keep the lights on but that's what another famous podcast says that i didn't want to is
0: it okay i didn't know i didn't know anybody else says <laughs> oh it was uh, natu- it's just it's just a saying it's it was, just a general saying that lots of people say so it was
1: naturally a good thing to say but yeah, yeah you can also hit us up on email if you're old school like that at at get uk at uh, at and how can people support the podcast chris
0: you can support the podcast by leaving us a five star rating review any sort of thing like that on whatever platform you listen to us whatever platform you are currently listening to us on just click there'll be a button somewhere really nearby on the same screen same review just leave us a review we'll read it off or just leave us five stars, even if you don't leave a review. Just to get us up those rankings. If you really love us, share us with a friend. Share it on your Instagram story or on any sort of social media. Just, like, retweet us or share us on Facebook or anything like that. Just every little goes a long way. Get us Get us seen by more people. It's much appreciated. And... Yeah, hopefully we'll be back to some normality soon. Yeah, never know <laughs> well, when you until get Until the back, meantime, enjoy the chaos.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you get back, you never know. We might be able to uh, get together and do an episode in person again. <laughs>
0: Oh, wouldn't that be a
1: thing? That'd be a very crazy... I think you could have
0: reacted to all my things. You should have seen me reacting like when you mentioned Sandman earlier. Uh... <laughs> I had a little freak out, but it's only an audio-only podcast.
1: Isn't it crazy to think that the last episode that we recorded in person together... When... What was
0: it? What was it? Was it... Is cinema going to change forever? Or did we do one after that? Um... um... Um, Um, Binge Worthy Shows for the Lockdown?
1: I think that might have been our first one remotely.
0: That sounds about right.
1: That would have been March the 30th. Oh, we've cleared
0: off all the old episodes, so I can't even go back and check.
1: That would have been March 30th, would have been the last episode that we released when we were together. That
0: sounds about right in terms of the timeline of lockdown happening. I mean, we have Um, seen each other.
1: Only at a distance.
0: Yeah, socially distanced, dropping a box off one side of the driveway and walking to the (laughs) other. Um, We're going
1: to look back on this one day,
0: and it's just going to be like, can you believe we ever did that? Yeah, Could Cinema Change Forever was episode 16 on the 23rd of March. We did that in person, and then uh, binge-worthy shows for lockdown. We were in lockdown, so yeah, that was the first one we did. Wow. Man, that was ages ago
1: crazy time
0: anyway i just nearly started playing a different podcast by accident out loud Uh, anyway
1: (laughs) keep the uh keep the lights on in both of our little mini podcast studios at home and we will catch you next well i will catch you next week
0: (laughs) i'll catch you in a couple weeks bye guys (laughs) stay safe (laughs) wash your damn hands wear a mask (laughs) you filthy animals (laughs) wash your damn hands